You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. On today's Boom Tracker, it's the race for the crystal ball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Boom Tracker. I am your host, Al Ham, and I'm joined alongside, once again, the other host of this show. You know him as J-Ho. It is Justin Hosler. Justin, what is up? Where you go, everyone. Thanks for that introduction, Dallas. I'm not sure how many people actually know me as J-Ho. Only the, the few chosen do, but I guess we've kind of let the cat out of the bag, so I'll just have to roll with it, and that's totally fine with me. It has been deemed as such. You are known as J-Ho, um, or at least in, in my inner circle, anyway. Um, and so it has been deemed as such. But we have uh, we've been gone a little while, my friend. Yeah, you uh, did a little signing day bonus for everybody earlier in the month, but we have uh, we've missed each other the last couple times, and man, I've missed talking about recruiting. I've done some baseball stuff. I know you've been doing some some bachelor, handing out some roses every week, and we both love it. But uh, you know, good to be back here on on Boom Tracker. I love when uh, we get referred to. I know Peter does it a lot. We get referred to as the Boom Tracker Boys. So the the BTB. BTB, BGB. Uh, I, let me let me take a moment to congratulate uh, you on your new role as the host of Hitchcock Hecklers. Doing a mighty fine job already. Uh, only what three episodes in, and uh, you're crushing it. Well, I appreciate that, man. And uh, it it's a little easier when our when our boys are set up for success the way they are, and they've been killing it on the mound. So. Um, it's been fun, man. I've always been a big baseball fan. I think most of us get started with either baseball or soccer at a very, very young age. So it's always been something that's kind of ingrained in me. So I love being able to get on there and chit chat about it. You know, I'm hoping to maybe have you on an episode or two. Okay. You, all you got to do is uh, shoot me a text or send me a call and uh, I'll, I'll uh, hop on that like wild right. rice, you know. We'll, we'll call it a date then. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, you've done a fantastic job, and I am very proud that you were able to take over that show. And uh, it's going to be a great baseball season. Uh, listening to you give us some recaps and some updates on how that's going. Um, so I urge everybody to go listen to Hitchcock Hecklers every time a new show drops. Um, we Hitchcock Hecklers have... Monday coming out Mondays. Tune in. You heard it here. You heard it on Boom Tracker. Um, but we've got a little football uh, today and a good bit of basketball. Uh, probably not going to be a super long show, but uh, kind of wanted to just touch base on some 2021 football recruiting stuff and um, just a, a few other things regarding it. But then we're going to kind of chat about, you know, what we said in the opener, the crystal ball race for Jalen Green. 
um, the basketball team is, I would say, probably at this point in the season, in a little bit of a slump, and that's certainly the way it has looked for Auburn away from home um, the past few games. Um, And then we get Tennessee this Saturday, I believe it's Tennessee. Um, And so it's going to – we thought it might slow down for us a little bit, but in the SEC, as as Coach Three-Year Letterman says, you know, the grind of an SEC schedule never stops. So um, it it just doesn't stop. So we'll talk a little bit of basketball. But uh, let's kind of open up the show in regards to football with the 2021 class. You know, you and I were talking earlier, three pretty big names um, have already – said they were going to come to Auburn um, and we've had I don't know what one or two decommitments I know Aaron McLaughlin decommitted a couple weeks ago but um, Lee Hunter uh, Philip O'Brien Jr. and Armani Goodwin right now are the three as of for the 2021 class that have committed and, are, and have stayed committed thus far um, three three really talented guys um, and I know you kind of would like to share a few thoughts on the three of them yeah I mean first of all Lee Hunter you had mentioned him um, he committed back in December man when he committed that was such a big day for us Um, you know just coming on the at the end of the season just right after the Iron Bowl you know big pickup with the in-state guy out of eight mile Um, Lee Hunter he's uh, I think that a lot of people are going to compare him to Derek Brown and I think Rightfully so. I think that Lee Hunter is going to be one of the. Uh, I think he's going to be a staple in the Auburn defense um, coming in coming twenty twenty one. So I'm I'm really looking forward to having him out there. And you know we've talked about it so many times on this show, but you can never have enough big, talented guys in the trenches. And I mean he's big and he's talented, but he's he's quick. He's got great hands. Uh, Lee Hunter. At this point, I mean, we're still obviously really early. We've only got three commits in the 21, uh, 2021 class. But Lee Hunter, like, he's uh, he's probably going to be one of the, the best signees that we have in this class. And, I mean, it sounds to me everything that I've heard so far is he's pretty solid on Auburn. So, um, you know, big get there for us. Armani Goodwin, he had a surgery, um, had a knee injury, missed a good portion of his junior year so I'm really looking forward to getting I don't know I probably I probably won't be able to make it to any uh Hewitt Trustville games this year in person but I'll definitely be looking forward to watching his highlight tape and seeing how he rebounds from that injury because um I mean it's a big deal you you know so hopefully he's able to you know we've sent out prayers for him and we've all been pulling for him we want him to come back you know just as strong as ever so Armani Goodwin incredibly talented guy he's one of those guys you can throw the ball to out of the backfield you can hand it off to him 15 20 times a game um he's got that breakaway speed where he's able to kind of take it the distance from anywhere on the field and uh you know philip o'brien jr this guy three star right now out of florida but i've said it so many times on the show also like florida guys texas guys even california guys like they just have a a little extra to him. I was talking to a coworker of mine. Uh, she plays. Uh, she played college softball in some somewhere out here in North Carolina, and she was like, "Yeah, those those girls from Mississippi, like they're just like built differently. They just they get up there. They just they're different. Like so, I guess Mississippi softball players are kind of the equivalent to 
a Florida or Texas football player. Um, you know, one other guy in the 2021 class who isn't a commit yet, but we've spent a good amount of time um, talking to him recently is Mario Williams out of uh, another Florida guy, Plant City, um, four-star wide receiver. Um, you know, Dallas, you know John Samuel Shanker is uh, playing baseball as well, right? I do. I know that. I'm I'm super pumped about that. He's got he's got the uh, intangibles too for that. So, oh yeah, he's a he's a stud. And uh, Mario Williams, this kid I'm talking about right now, four star guy out of Plant City. He is another guy who wants to be able to play both. You know, play multiple sports in college. I'm all and for it. All for it, man. Uh, baseball players are tough. Like. I mean, football players are obviously you, you're getting hit all the time. Like you got to be a pretty tough guy, but um, baseball players, I mean, they're they're tough kids too. They're they're getting dirty. They're getting you know um, taking balls off the chest. You know whatever it might be. Like I, so, he's he's another uh, another kid like that, a, a, t- a very talented two sport athlete who's looking to find a school that is interested in him that is going to allow him the opportunity to play multiple sports in college at the division one level. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the progression of his recruitment with Auburn, Mario Williams. You know, Frank, you know, Auburn's Auburn's been pretty good about that over the years. I mean, you look at Bo Jackson, three sport, uh, star, 12 sport, and even, yeah, pretty much. Um, if you really do your research, you'll find out he, he just about did everything. Um, the only thing he didn't do was underwater basket weaving, but that wasn't a thing back then. So, um, if it were we'll a thing back then, slide. if it were a thing back then, he would have been a five star, absolutely. Yeah, he would have excelled in his in his basket weaving field. Um, and then, of course, Frank Thomas. You know, he he did some football, and he was a tight end and and a stud on the diamond as well. Um, so Auburn's got a history of that, and you know, I think that's a pretty good selling pitch to to come to Auburn. You know. Um, and I, I like that. Um, I like guys who can who can do it all. So that's exciting, and uh, welcome them with open arms. Um, and you said it earlier. You know, talking about Lee Hunter. You know, and I've said this before. We've talked about this on this show. The the depth of those big boys that you talk about in the trenches. You know, you can never get enough of that. And I said that's part of what makes Kevin Steele such a great coach. Um, and he has proven himself at Auburn is because of the depth we've had on the defensive line um, while he's been here. You know, he's constantly rotating guys in and out, and uh, that has been such a huge help considering, you know, basically, you know, with the offensive woes kind of being at Auburn the past couple years, um, the defense has had to be on the field a lot. So with them having to be out there so much and getting gassed and winded, um, it's helped to have those substitutions be coming in all the time. And Lee Hunter is just going to be another stud lineman to be able to, you know, run out on that field and, and you know, help provide some key depth for when, you know, they've got to go out there and put the work in. And so I'm excited about that. And, um, again, you know, Philip, Philip uh, O'Brien Jr., um, three-star now, but he's on the rise. You know, he is – a he is certainly one to watch for in terms of only, you know, only going up from here and getting better. And uh, I would assume and presume, you know, going forward that he's going to be watched a lot more um, 
and I think he'll probably end up getting a fourth star eventually. But the thing about that is, you know, he's pretty early in in this. Um, he's he's which the other two were were earlier, but he's pretty early um, in his development. So we'll see how that goes with him. And then uh, Armani Goodwin, of course, from Hewitt Trustful, um, is going to be a stud as well. But like you say, we've we've got to kind of got to be patient with that because we need to see how he's going to heal up from the ACL injury this past year. Um, but if he's able to come back healthy, he's going to have a fantastic senior year over uh, at Hewitt Trustful. Um, they will have a good time watching him run the ball over on that part of the state. Um, he's, a, well, he's a stud back. Yeah. Um, I mean, just for me, one more thing about Lee Hunter and defensive tackles, defensive line, um, this, the way that college football is played now, you know, you, everyone's always known that you win the game in the trenches. So having a great offensive line and a defensive line, you're going to win a ton of ball games. Um, and the way that college football is played now, you can have, you know, a really good first four guys in the rotation. But when the offense is running 75, 80 plays on you, it doesn't matter how good they are. At some point, they're going to break down. They're going to get tired. So having that depth, I think that's what Kevin Steele and Coach Gardner, I think that's what they have been able to do and just kind of have set them aside, set them apart from from so many other defenses is that, you know, once we get up to 75 plays, Derek Brown is, I mean, in great condition and he's he's ready to keep going because he's been able to stay fresh. And he's got, you know, two or three guys behind him who are just waiting to, you know, chomping at the bit for an opportunity to get after the quarterback. So, um, you know, just another guy, Lee Hunter, I think that is going to help sustain that success that we've had recently. It's a testament to you to coach Russell and the work that he does for the oh, man. conditioning. Did you see those pictures of Bo Nick? Recently? I think it was just the other day. Yeah. I saw, Oh yeah. my goodness. Dude, Bo yeah, is coach, coach Russell. He, uh, He's well worth the money that he's being paid, um, and he does a fantastic job for this program. Probably very underappreciated when it comes to uh, coaches on this staff, and uh, I, for one, am very thankful for him because I think he is just as sharp as they come. Um, so he's he's only going to uh, he's only going to help this program, you know, even more with all these new guys coming in. He's going to get them whipped up into shape. So. Certainly. Nothing to worry about there. Um, what, in your opinion, is the biggest position group for 2020 in terms of what we want to see um, this next season? I, I would go on record today to say that this, this next season, 2020, is probably going to be the most favorable schedule for Gus Malzahn since he's been at Auburn um, in terms of getting it done and being able to win some ball games. I think this is probably going to be the easiest. We have had it. Um, what do you think is the biggest position group in terms of what we've recruit what we recruited with this class that we got this year and what we already have? So to me, I think an area, a position group that I, I'm probably most looking forward to is going to be defensive backs in the secondary. Um, we've got you know a handful of seniors that that left, a couple underclassmen that. Who that so for some reason decided to leave early. Not gonna throw anyone on the bus, but um, I'm really excited for 
you know, Chris Thompson Jr. and Marco Domio, two guys out of Texas, I think that they're going to come in and seamlessly move into some, you know, big time playing roles. And, you know, like I said, with the way that offenses are, are ran in college football these days, like, I think those are two very versatile guys who are able to um, play multiple positions in the defensive backfield. So I think that, I mean, to me, the 2020 class, the, the, the grouping that I'm looking forward to seeing the most out on the field can be defensive backs. Nice. Uh, I agree with every sentiment there. And I think that they are going to really have to step up with the losses that we have um, coming out of that group. Um, you know, you, you mentioned some of the heavy losses we're taking there. Um, it's going to be tough losing Boris Davis and, um, it's going to be oh, tough yeah. losing Dinsen, Noah Dinsen, Noah, yeah, there's, it's going to be tough. There's, there's another group that I'm really excited for, and I'm hoping that you go with this group. So, or, or player, maybe just one player, but for you, Dallas, like, who are you looking forward to seeing the most on the field in this upcoming season? Well, I hope I don't disappoint you with this one. Um, and I hope I hope this is what you're thinking of because the whole time I've been thinking of this as mine just because I I really I, – this is really true. I really am excited about this. But the running backs. Are, oh, okay. I'm not disappointed okay. at all. I thought you'd go with okay. a different – but, no, I, I'm – let's hear it, though. What, what did you think I was going to say? Tight ends, man. I think this is going to be like a revolutionary season for tight ends at Auburn. It will. It will be. I, I 100% believe that it will be. But I, I'm I'm going running backs, and here's why. Um, I believe that we will you know, win. It was, well, yeah, but it was a tough. It was a tough thing when you know he found out Booby was leaving. I mean, because anytime that happens, it's kind of one of those Debbie Downers, I guess you'd say. But the thing about it is, is not only do you have a great running back coming in like Tank Bigsby. Um, who everybody in this program is super thrilled and excited about. But you already have two guys on this team, which I had already mentioned before on this show, that I believe were the two best backs in this system ahead of Booby Whitlow, and that was, you know, DJ Williams and Sean Shivers. Again, Sean Shivers to me is the most gritty tailback, you know, on that team. And he's one of the most gritty tailbacks I've seen. Um point blank period and uh he's just got so much grit about him that just makes him fun to watch and then on the other hand um dj williams who i believe is the best back in auburn's system now that may change when tate steps on the field but uh i knew i knew going into last year before the season started I had a good feeling that we were going to have to see D.J. Williams because D.J. Williams was not highly recruited. Um, he was a guy who was going to Appalachian State uh, out of high school because not really anybody was on his radar. He was a lot like Booby Whitlow in terms of, you know, the skill set as far as, you know, what people thought about him, uh, three-star and all that stuff. But – uh at the same time, there was something about D.J. Williams when you watched film, and that goes back to if you follow recruiting, you watch film. There are certain kids that you look at, and uh, some people see just average, and then some other people have some eyes to see something better. And I'm not just saying this because he was coming to Auburn or made the decision to come to Auburn, but when you watch D.J. Williams on tape, 
there's something that stands out about him and uh it, it just it really stands out and so if you watch him and you know a little bit about DJ Williams you know that he is the nephew of Edger and James the longtime Indianapolis Colts running back um and if you watch him on film he listen he looks a lot like his uncle um he he's got very similar skills he's got very similar you know body type movements and and out there on the football field and i just something about dj williams led me to believe that he was going to be the best running back in the system and i don't believe that last year proved that to be false i believe when he stepped foot on the field he showed just what he was going to be and uh, i think that's going to carry into this next year um and i think he's going to be very heavily involved in this offense and it also goes to show that you know there's not even just those two and tank bigsby but there's mark anthony richards as well who in my opinion could be a lot like ontario mccaleb um a scat back or, or a uh, speed back um and there is no lack of speed on this uh in this tailback room right now and uh I just really feel as if it's going to be the room to watch. Um, as long as the Auburn offensive line is ready to play this year and to block, I think we're going to be able to create some havoc on the ground um, against some of these powerful defenses that we'll be facing. And uh, But, again, it kind of does start up front, as we all know that. Um, and I think Auburn answered a lot of questions up front this signing class. Um, and I think it's going to be exciting to see how our ground game works with, with Tank. And I think, to be honest, I think Tank probably is going to have to see the field this year, and, I, and I'm and i looking forward to that. Absolutely, man. And and not to mention, but uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix is a former number one dual threat quarterback in the country, and we didn't get to see a tremendous amount of that last year. But I think that – I think this right. year I, – I think, I think Gus knows that – We've got to, I don't know, I, I saw some, I can't remember where I saw it, but our golden seasons have come, you know, over the last decade with a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback, a quarterback that can throw the ball when we need to, but is, you know, really trying to get the yardage they can on the ground almost as much as possible. Yeah, Bo, Bo gives us the ability to, you know, be able to take it to to the next level. He He was a freshman. I mean, this past season, he was a freshman, and I think that's the best thing that you could say right now about Bo um, and his struggles is that he was a freshman, and he had a lot of good moments this past season um, as a freshman. And uh, sometimes you just have to make your mistakes and and learn from them. And I think sophomore year for Bo Nix is going to be good, Um, and I'm excited about that because, again, when you make your mistakes early – I think it's a big deal when you get to become the starting quarterback at Auburn as a freshman. I don't I don't think it's a lot of people had a lot to say about that, but uh listen, when you're when you're a freshman at Auburn, it's not just going to be the easiest thing to become starting quarterback. Um I genuinely think he was probably the best option and I think he's going to prove himself and he's got time to do that. Um and so I'm excited like you say to see him be able to open up the offense in a different way and we'll get to kind of to see the spread still run the way it should be run because he has the ability to do that unlike some of the quarterbacks that we've had over the past couple of years after Nick Marshall 
um, who really weren't suited as much for that. So that's a great point you have. Um, and then speaking of Bo Nix as well, uh, Bo Nix for punter 2020? I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we're going to do at punter. We might, um, like you said, be able to sneak someone away from another school, maybe a grad transfer, something like that. Um, preferred walk on. I don't know, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't want to, I mean, third down, you, you get after a long drive and you end up punting the ball. Like quarterback needs to get on. I think quarterback needs to get on the sideline and start resting and getting ready for the next series. And so that's what I think. I don't know, but it's, you know, to be seen, like there's, it's very interesting what we might be doing at punter with Aaron Supostle even. Gus, if you're listening, no, no punts this year. We're going for it on every yeah. fourth down. Let's do it. Let's just let's just take out the entire formation. We won't do it. And there there's our solution right there. We'll save a scholarship we're, spot. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna go for it, exert exert our dominance and uh and go for it on every fourth down this season. So Gus, if you're listening, I think you should take that into consideration. Um I like it. I like it. You heard it on Boom Tracker first. Um basketball. Let's bounce over. Uh, Let's bounce over to some basketball. Big week for basketball. Jalen Green now has near about every darn crystal ball that he can get uh, in Auburn's favor. What do you think yes. about that? One? Well, before we get started on Jalen Green and Auburn basketball recruiting, let's take a moment to give a little birthday shout out to the mound round of rebound Auburn legend Charles Barkley. Today's uh, Charles Happy Bar- birthday, Char- Chuck. Yes, sir. Sir Charles, um, you know, the man of many nicknames, and I think every single one of them are deserved. He was the 1984 SEC Player of the Year. His number is retired in Auburn Arena. Um, He played for my Phoenix Suns for, what, four or five years. He is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, um, five-time All-NBA first team. Like, Charles Barkley, man, he's one of the best basketball players of all time. Oh, yeah. He's you know, he's in the top 50 of best basketball players in the NBA of all time. So that's a big deal. Uh, but happy birthday, Chuck. Uh, happy birthday, Chuck. It's always good to see Chuck representing on TNT, not really standing down with uh, with Kenny and Shaq out there. So it's nice to have an Auburn guy in the national spotlight. And uh, one, of the, one of the biggest Auburn basketball fans to date. So happy yep, birthday, Chuck. He is unapologetic for, for us. That is 100% without a doubt. Um, but yeah, so, I'm glad you brought that up. We couldn't, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't do this show without the legends. We couldn't do this show without the history behind Auburn and uh, these legendary people who make our job easier. I mean, for real, they give us something to brag about and talk about. And uh, that I am thankful for. But uh, yeah, Auburn, Auburn now lead the uh crystal ball race for Jalen Green and I you know I wasn't sure that I was ever going to be able to say that and and Jalen Green is uh just a once in a generation type player there's a reason why he's top two or three players in the country number one player in the country depending on where you're looking at um he's so quick with the basketball he's got the size he can leap out of the building if you if you're if you ever watch this highlight tape just just watch how high his elbow is getting over the rim almost every single time he throws a dunk down. Like this guy just gets up and throws it down 
combo guard slash guy. Like he can uh, he can shoot the three, he can drive, he finishes so strong. And like you said, there have there's been a lot of the professionals and the experts who have been um, you know trending towards Jalen Green becoming an Auburn guy. I think it's amazing in terms of the region where he's from too you know we get a lot of guys from georgia florida you know those areas uh even our own state um but prolific crep in fresno california is not somewhere that i would expect auburn to snag a um like you say a top five uh basketball player and not only top five but you know the number one recruit in the country um i think he is an exceptional basketball player. He has every tool imaginable. And the fact that Bruce Pearl um, has been able to recruit so well, uh, you know, we had we had a blast following the Sharif Cooper recruitment, and that was so phenomenal. It's like you said that one time, you know, we, we, we had the chance to get Sharif, and we got Sharif, and he was the – he's, you know, now listed as the – highest-rated player in Auburn basketball history to sign with Auburn. But then we also have an opportunity to beat that in the same season with signing the number one overall player in the country in Jalen Green. And, uh, he, boy, he's been recruiting him hard to come to Auburn, and rightfully so. There's some big things going on at Auburn, and uh, it's just like a reload. You know what I mean? It's a reload. And then not only with Jalen Green, it carries into Jalen Green being recruited by uh, uh, Mind Blank. Um, Memphis? Huh? What are you thinking right now? Memphis? I just said his name. Sharif. Sharif? Sharif Cooper. Good <laughs> okay, yeah. Our top recruiter, Sharif Cooper. Okay, okay. Exactly. I don't know why that just flew out of my ear for a second. Anyway, uh, he's being recruited – hard by Sharif and then he turns around and he you know Sharif's already said well you know we're all trying to go after Cliff Omarui uh the center out of uh where's where is Cliff from New Jersey um Rose uh yeah somewhere in New Jersey Northeast right guy. and and that's that's all the way across the country from Jalen um and then also you got Greg Brown the forward um, who is a very big household name in the world of basketball right now as well. Um, and he's been contemplating going to Texas. But after what I saw last night out of Texas, I don't think I'd want to be going there. Shaka Smart has kind of has kind of disappointed the fans there and the student section in the whole arena was near about empty four minutes to tip last night. So I don't think that I don't think that's going to bode very well in their recruitment for Greg Brown. Uh, and I mean, just kind of like what you're saying, though. Like with Jalen, Jalen being one of the one of the top players in the country, Sharif, Greg Brown is right up there, uh, number nine player in the country, the number one power forward in the country. He's like any combination of I, I said this probably like three months ago, but any combination of Sharif plus either Greg Brown, Cliff Omarui, or Jalen Green, like any combination of those guys, it's gonna. I mean, this is already turning into like a dream class for Auburn. And uh, I mean, it's just sounding better and better every day. Now, one game, you know, we lost to Georgia last night for the first time in a few years. Um, we've had some tough road 
performances. Honestly, like we haven't performed very well on the road, but I think with us having a 22 and four record right now, like some of these recruits see that and knowing that this is with, this is supposed to be like a down year with, with these seniors that we have um, not necessarily the most high profile players in the country, but um, you know, you've just seen over the last few years that Bruce gets so much out of his guys. And so I know that these, these recruits watch a lot of college basketball and they know that, you know, we're doing really big things. And so, you know, Auburn fans out there don't get discouraged by, you know, us not playing very well on the road. We are, we have a target on our back. We're the hunted right now. Every single, every team that we play against is gunning for us. So um, I don't think it's something that we need to frown over. Um, But these players, you know, these top, I mean, we just named like three or four top 50 guys in the country. Like they're all very, very seriously considering coming to Auburn. So, um, you know, I think it's just, it's going to be a huge recruiting class already, but I, I think this, it's starting to it's starting to really feel like it's it's going to be a special class like like you started this section this uh, segment off with talking about how a lot of guys are starting to uh forecast Jalen to Auburn like it, i think this is going to be incredible and we've already got a couple other guys in uh Justin Powell um and Chris Moore out of Arkansas like we have got i mean we're going to have one of the best freshman classes in the country but um you know, we might have like three, we might have three one and done guys. We're talking about Isaac Okoro possibly entering the draft. I've seen him, um, you know, anywhere from, from like three, four pick in the draft this coming up year to like top 10, 15. He's going to be a lottery pick. And, you know, we're talking about a class right now that will potentially have like three, three or more of those guys. It's incredible. Right. And, and I, you know, what you say about Isaac, you know, Isaac Okoro, I think his absence on the team right now with him being hurt, I think that's part of the reason, you know, that we've struggled too. When he's on the court, we, we're a whole different ball team. Um, I see that week in and week out when, as opposed, you know, when he's there and when he's not. Um, and so that's the thing, you know, he, he's most likely going to be a top five draft pick in this next year's NBA draft. Um, you got to be able to replace him. And, uh, you know, to be able to replace him with somebody like Jalen Green um, is going to be quite honestly, it's going to be huge um, because, you know, these guys can play, you know, the guard forward roles, you know, and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just, it's incredible to see how the basketball recruiting has, has come. Um, I, and I think that, Again, I'll I just repeat myself. You know, I think Okoro's presence on the floor, even as a freshman, has done wonders for this basketball team. So I think we need to be kind of, you know, anxious about getting him back on the floor and, and closing this, you know, season out strong. Um, but at the same time, we need to we need to keep him healthy enough um, for postseason play because we're certainly going to need him out there. Um, his the way that he plays and his leadership as a freshman is, has been outstanding for this ball team, and, and we're going to need him come March. Um, going to need him in the SEC tournament too, so really don't want to rush him out there and get him hurt again. Um, but with what we have coming back, what do you what do you see the team looking like for for you know next season? Next season's going to be a complete. I mean, I, it's on one hand, it's it's almost going to be a completely different team because we do. This is just like the, I mean, it's just a, a 
interesting and complex identity that this team has is that we do have so many se- we almost have two teams right now that play i mean we've got i mean at any time five seniors playing not usually all together but probably four of them and one of the freshmen right. playing together and then we've almost i mean we could we could legitimately have uh you know starting five seniors and five freshmen off the bench and we could legitimately have five freshmen starting and five seniors coming off the bench so next year's you know the mixture of next year's class like we're gonna see Sharif from day one just like we did with Isaac Okoro like he's gonna be starting day one it's not like he's gonna have to work his way uh Samir and Javon both gonna be graduating they're not gonna be on the team next year so Sharif's gonna step in from day one and, and be the starting point guard but you know we've got Tyrell Jones, Jalen Williams. Um, I think I think it's a foregone conclusion right now. I'm in the camp at least that Isaac Okoro will enter the draft, and you know, good for him. Like by all means, like you know, get that money, kid. Like you deserve it absolutely. Um, you know, Baba Tunde. Like there's there's a handful of freshmen that are have got some really good. Devin Cambridge. Um, you know, Jamal Johnson's got a few years left. Like flying again. Flanagan like you can go on and on about the freshman on this team like (laughs) Flanagan sometimes Flanagan frustrates me honestly he's a very good defender but he just seems so left-hand dominant like I wish he would I don't know maybe finish with his right hand every so often but man some time he is I'm he's a freshman he's like 19 years old he's a stud out there I'm not I'm not trying to dog on him at all I think he knows probably that one of the weakness weak points of his game is his offhand but um anyway this freshman team next year next year's i don't know it's very interesting because these freshmen that we have right now they're going to be pretty good next year and the freshman class that we potentially have coming in with Sharif, Chris, uh Justin Powell who's just an absolute lights out shooter. Um Chris Moore, I think you know Jalen Green potentially like they those guys are all going to get theirs too like this could be another team like like we have this year where there's almost two, you know, legitimate starting five teams that we that we could, you know, put out there on, you know, any given night. That is good analysis. Um and I love it. Uh I think you're spot on and I agree with that. That is exactly the way that I kind of view it as well. Um But w- one last thing about this year's class and next year's class is they've got to be able to hit 80% of their free throws like we've got to start nailing down these free yeah. throws. That's important. That's very important. Um, the free throws have been killer. Uh, and Samir, at this point, is about the only one that can hit them. Um, so that's going to do it for Boom Tracker this week. Um, we are super excited to follow the crystal ball race for Jalen Green. And uh, we'll be back with, hopefully, good news about that. Um, hopefully, the crystal balls keep rolling in. But, uh, Justin... Okay. Um, it's been a, another good one. Uh, I have enjoyed it, as always. And uh, keep up the great work on Hitchcock Hecklers. Hey, you too with Bought to Get a Bachelor, man. I, I, listen, I look forward to you and Riley going out at each week. It's hilarious. Well, we'll get ready because you're going to have to be on the show for at least uh, either Fantasy Suite or Finale. So Ooh. y'all get ready to, to join. Alrighty, Sounds good, folks. Remember, you can uh, catch me on Hitchcock Hecklers. You can catch Dallas on Bought to Get a Bachelor. Uh, Dallas, if you got anything else, I'm out. War Eagle. War Eagle, everybody.
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?